0: From your local Houston BMW Center studios, welcome back to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth. And a couple of weeks ago, I had re-ran a conversation with myself and Ken Coleman, who is the chairman of the People's Legal Aid Project. And I had mentioned a book during that conversation called Meet Your Straw Man and Whatever You Want to Know. From that interview, uh, a lot of you all sent me emails and some of you called me at night while I was hosting a quiet storm, wanting to know more about uh, this book. So I've decided to take this segment of the Public Affairs podcast to read to you some of Meet Your Strawman and whatever you want to know. So come on and get you some free. Let's get this knowledge on this Sunday morning. Uh, when I open up the book to page one, there is a picture of the U.S. Capitol. Let's have a little quiz. Who meets there? What do they do there? Do they help you in any way? If your answers were members of the government, they represent all the people living in the country, yes, they create laws to protect me and my family, then let me congratulate you on getting every one of those answers wrong. Didn't do too well on that quiz. Okay. Let's have another go. Four. When was slavery abolished? Was slavery legal? Are you in debt to a financial institution? Here are the answers. One. So the first question was, who meets there? The answer, the serving officers of a commercial corporation. Two, what do they do there? The answer, they think up ways to take money and goods from you. Three, do they help you in any way? No, absolutely not. They help themselves and not you. Four, was slavery abolished? The answer, slavery has never been abolished and you yourself are considered to be a slave right now. Five, was slavery legal? The answer, yes, slavery is legal, although it is not lawful. You need to know the difference. Six, are you in debt to a financial institution? The answer, no, you are not In debt to any financial institution. Does this seem a little strange to you? If it does, then read on. Those in power have a big secret paying tax is optional, registering a vehicle is optional, paying a fine is optional, attending a court is optional. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. Surprised? Well, try this on for size. Every mortgage and loan is fully repaid from day one. You can pay it again if you want to, but you don't have to. If nobody has told you that you have a straw man, then this could be a very interesting experience for you. Your straw man was created when you were very young, far too young to know anything about it. But then it was meant to be a secret and its purpose is to swindle you and it has been used very effectively to do just that ever since it was created. Perhaps it's about time you learn about your straw man and how you can stop it being used against you. Knowing about it is the most important first step. You need to go on a journey of discovery, and I'm afraid that what you are about to discover is not very pleasant. However, if you decide to act on what you learn, it could change your life for the better. If you think that you're in debt, then you can get out of it if you are willing to stand up for your rights and refuse to be swindled any longer. Interested? If so, then let me start at the beginning and find out where your straw man came from. And why you should care about it. It all started when your parents had a happy event and you were entered into the world. You don't know exactly when that was because you were not aware of the days, weeks, months of the year or even what year it was. Even after some months had gone by, you still were not aware of the things. But by that time, your straw man had already been created and is being used to make some very unscrupulous people rich. None of this was your fault. It happened because your parents were fooled into thinking that they needed to register your birth and get a birth certificate for you. So they applied for a birth certificate, not understanding what would happen when they did. Well then, what did happen? According to the local authority, one They lost ownership of their baby, you. Two, they allowed a straw man to be created. This is not something which they can be blamed for, as nobody told them it would or even could happen, nor did anybody tell your parents what a straw man is or how it can be used against their baby. In actual fact, the registration is a contract which is, in reality, null and void Because there was no full disclosure by the local authority, nor was there intent to contract on part on the part of your parents. The registering of a baby's birth passes ownership of the baby to the local authority. And that and that alone allows the local authority to take the child away from the parents if they ever want to do that. This applies until the child reaches the age of maturity set by the current legal statutes. Doing this is not lawful, but after the birth has been registered, it is legal, and there is a world of difference between those two terms, a difference which it is very important that you come to clearly understand. So, what is a straw man? A straw man is a fictitious legal entity created with the hopes that the child grows up. He will be fooled into believing that he is actually the straw man, which he most definitely is not and pay all sorts of imaginary costs and liabilities, which get attached to the straw man by con artist. How was the straw man created? Well, the mechanisms involved that unnecessary birth certificate, which the parents imagine is about and belongs to their baby, neither of which is actually true. If the baby has the name James and the family's name is Martin, then you would expect the birth certificate to have the name James Martin printed on it. If that is what is printed on it, then all is well and it is a genuine birth certificate and nothing more. However, if any other name is there, then the document is not a birth certificate, but instead the creation of a straw man masquerading as James Martin. The alternative entities, excuse me, the alternative entries may be any of the following examples. James Martin, in all caps, Mr. James Martin, Martin, comma Mr. James or anything else which is not exactly James Martin and nothing else. Why create a straw man? The answer is, in order to charge the straw man imaginary costs and penalties and fool the human, James Martin, into paying those amounts. These imaginary charges include income tax, council tax, inheritance tax, capital gains tax, road tax, import tax, value-added tax, fuel levy, interest loan, bank charges, and anything else that full-time professionals can think up and are confident that you will not notice that you never agreed to pay and don't need to pay. Legal Ease Legal Ease is a secret language invented to trick you. It uses English It uses English words but attaches secret meaning to those words with the sole intention of stopping you from believing that what they are saying to you has nothing to do with the normal meaning in the English language. Their purpose is to cheat you and rob you. For example, they will ask you, do you understand? In English, that means, do you comprehend what I am saying to you? And the automatic response would be, yes, meaning I do comprehend what you are saying to me. But these sneaky underhanded people have changed the meaning in legalese to mean, do you stand under me? Meaning, do you grant me authority over you so that you have to obey whatever I tell you to do? What makes it even worse is the fact that they will never tell you that they have switched from English to legalese, and if it is not dishonest, underhanded, and unscrupulous, then I don't know what is. If you answer the question believing that English is being spoken, then they pretend that you are contracting with them to become a subordinate to them. Whether or not that is actually true is debatable, because... That is effectively a verbal contract between you and them, and for any contract to be valid, there has to be full and open disclosure of all of the terms of the contract, and then unreserved acceptance by both parties, and in these cases, that has most definitely not occurred. But what is the point in all of this? Well, this maneuver is intended to trick you into agreeing to represent your straw man. Why? Ah, now, that's a good question, but to answer, it takes a bit of explanation. It takes a bit of explaining, and you do need to understand the overall situation. All humans are born equal with complete freedom of choice and action. If you live in the same place as a lot of other people, then there are a few restrictions which have grown up by common consent over time. These restrictions are for your protection and the protection of the other people living near you. These restrictions are called the law, or more accurately, common law. And they are few in number and very easy to understand. They are, 1. You must not injure or kill anyone. 2. You must not steal or damage things owned by someone else. 3. You must be honest in your dealings and not swindle anyone. These restrictions have resulted from hundreds of years of disputes which have been dealt with through using common sense and the opinions of ordinary people. They are the only limitations on you and if you don't want to abide by them, then you need to go to some isolated place and stay away from other people. Many people think that There are hundreds of other laws which they have to keep and new ones every other day, but that is not so. Those other things are called statues and keeping them is optional for you, the human, but they are not optional for your fictitious straw man. And that is why people who benefit from those things want to persuade you to represent your straw man and so become subject to all of their invented restrictions and charges. If you knew that they were optional, would you agree to, one, give most of your earnings away in taxes and similar charges, two, pay to own a vehicle, three, pay to own a television set, four, pay to drive on roads which were built with your money, five, be forced to join the armed forces if you were told to, Six, send an army which is supposed to represent you into another country to murder innocent people there. Were you ever were you ever told that these things were optional? If you agree to represent your straw man, then these things become abiding on you. These are some of the statutes which politicians keep inventing in order to make you poor, to make them and their friends rich. And keep you in a position where you have to do everything they say, no matter how much that harms you and does away with your natural freedom and rights. But, says somebody, we elect a government to represent us, and so we have to do what they say. After all, they have our best interests at heart, don't they? Well, that is a nice thought, but (laughs) is it actually true? No, it isn't. You think you elect politicians to represent you and your government, but that is not what you actually do. This is a part of a very careful, fostered illustration intended to keep you in your place and given most of your earnings away. Typically, 80 percent of all you earn. Part of the secret is that what is supposed to be your government is actually a privately owned for profit company. And all that you do when voting is to help choose The serving officer inside that company, it will never make the slightest difference to what happens in the future. As the company policy and restrictions are controlled by the owners of the company and they are not influenced in any way whatsoever by what you want. Think this is far fetched? then check it out via Dun & Bradstreet or any of the other places which records the setting up and performance of the 160 million commercial companies worldwide. When you do that, you will discover, for example, that the United States is a commercial for-profit company. The United States Corporation is a private company. The non-federal Federal Reserve Bank is a private company set up in the year 1913, As is every court and every police force and even Congress is a company and not a person. Just in case you are not aware of it, the purpose of any commercial for-profit company or corporation is to make money for its owners and shareholders, if there are any. The people you think of as the government don't do anything that earns money. They instead take money from you and their main job is to make sure that you don't realize that they are in the same position as BMI, which takes away millions of your money every year. So why are the pretense of there being a genuine government which you elect and who serves you? They don't want you to understand that they are just running a company which produces nothing of any worth. Something like a betting shop, where almost every customer loses money. And wake up to the fact that, unlike what you have been told all your life, that this is all optional and you don't need to pay their rip-off game any longer unless you want to. They want you to be so burdened down with paying them money and working so hard and so long that you don't have the time, money, or energy to stop and think about what is happening to you and your family. They are desperate to stop you from just walking away from their scam. So they make every effort to connect you with the fiction that is your straw man, because fictitious entities like commercial companies can't have any dealings with the real man or real woman. They can only deal with other fiction like your straw man, and it is essential that they fool you into believing that you have to act on behalf of your straw man, which you don't. They have a number of well-proven methods of distracting you and keeping you from finding out. They want you to see a great deal of entertainment, not because that there's anything wrong with entertainment, but while you are being entertained, you will not be asking awkward questions. Also, they are very careful that most entertainment reinforces their make-believe world and makes it appear to be the real world where everyone is under the government. Police officers uphold the law. Taxes are essential in order to keep things going, and things which are said to be bad for you are taxed heavily. Not to make money, but supposedly to encourage you to avoid those things. You will notice that they keep saying that, that their invented statues are the law, which they most certainly are not, but if they say it often enough, People start believing it and never think to question what they say. They also have another very effective technique, and that is fear. They want you to be afraid. Afraid of imaginary terrorists. Afraid of disasters. Afraid of new diseases. Afraid of foreign countries. Afraid of the economy doing badly and inflation rising. If you doubt this then take a look at the news and count the number of positive uplifting news items and the number of negative or depressing news items. It doesn't take much in the way of research to see that the very heavy negative bias in the news. The reason behind this is to make you feel that you need a government and an army to protect you from these supposed dangers. It is easy to keep the news items biased that way because all of the major news agencies and media outlets in the world are owned by only five or six private-owned commercial companies. So to supposedly contact you, the straw man, which they created for you when your birth was registered, they use the legal ease technique of conning you with the name of the straw man. If you are ill-advised enough to go to a court, which is a corporate place of business, As the accused, you will be asked to confirm your name, quoting the full name shown on your birth certificate, which is the legal personality. Titles such as Mr., Dr., Reverend, Governor, Secretary, or whatever that are asked as for they are not required. The accused is actually the legal personality, which is the name on the birth certificate. So when they ask for the person's name, They are talking to the legal personality, the straw man, and not the human. This is because a human cannot exist in the legal world. Only pieces of paper can. And that is something which they are very careful not to tell you. I'm going to put a pin in it right there, and I will be back with more of Meet Your Straw Man and whatever you want to know. You're listening to the Public Affairs Podcast. From your local Houston BMW Center studios, welcome back to the Public Affairs Podcast addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth, continuing to read from the book, Meet Your Straw Man and Whatever You Want to Know. So I'm going to start with the last two sentences before we went to break. The accused is actually the legal personality, which is the name on the birth certificate. So when they ask for the person's name, they are talking to the legal personality, the straw man, and not the human. This is because a human cannot exist in the legal world. Only pieces of paper can. And that is something which they are very careful not to tell you. This is a really key issue. Natural law and common law are the only laws which apply to humans, and they deal only with harming other people or causing them loss and outside of those restrictions a human has free and unlimited entitlement to do anything he chooses which complies with these principles as opposed to this acts of Congress statutes and statutory instrument contracts do not apply to the human but only to the piece of paper which is the legal personality which has no reality as the legal fiction the legal personality was created by the company called the United States Corporation. That company gets to say what the rights and duties for that piece of paper are. When a person is born in America, the mother and father submit a birth certificate registration form, which is a piece of paper. There is no requirement under common law to do this. When any limited company or corporation is set up, There is always a certificate of registration in order to create its legal personality, and that is a piece of paper. Please note that an American birth certificate states quite clearly that it is not evidence of identity, meaning that it has nothing to do with any human. Marked on it, it is U.S. copyright, clearly showing that it does not belong to an individual and was created by the state. This act of registering a child makes that child a ward of the court, and the child can be taken away from the parents at any time. The legalese definition of the words which sound commonplace can be found in Black's Law Dictionary, and the current edition is the 8th. Interestingly, in legalese, you, the human, are defined as a monster which shows exactly what the people who use legal ease think of you. Charming people, aren't they? Another trick they try to play on you is to imply that a summons is something you must obey, while in fact, it is only an invitation to attend their place of business. They are not inviting you, the man or woman, but instead they are inviting the legal personality to their place of business. And please note that there is a choice as it is only an invitation. The legal personality is just a piece of paper, a birth certificate created by a commercial company called the United States Corporation, and it is not the human. You can't be forced into a contract, so they have to deceive you into entering into one without understanding what you are doing. They are using deception, as every judge's court is a trading name Of commercial company called the Department of Justice which does not have a parent company listed meaning that it is a parent company itself legal people on being shown this company registration respond by realizing that if this information is genuine which it is then the US has been lawless for more than a hundred years because the whole justice system is being dealt with by a commercial company Going to court in connection with any civil action is a very bad idea as the only function of a court is to judge between two parties who disagree and then penalize the loser. The court doesn't care who wins or loses. The objection of the court is to make a profit for its owners and it is a commercial enterprise and its purpose is to acquire money from anybody who is foolish enough to attend. If you look at the summons, which is really an invitation to go to court, you will see that it it is not your name, but it is the name of the straw man, which they are hoping to fool you into representing. Dealing with debt. Because of the very high percentage of money earned being taken away from the average person, it's not unusual for people to end up with what looks like debt. Most people spend their time worrying over statements of what they are told they owe and do endless calculations to see if they agree with the numbers which they have been sent. Again, this is a sort of misdirection which magicians use to fool audiences, distracting their attention away from where the action is really taking place. Here the question is really not how much is owed, but instead is is anything actually owed you need to remember that any financial institution is a legal fiction and does not actually exist as a result of this it can only deal with other legal fictions essentially other pieces of paper and it can't have any dealings with a man or a woman as they are not legal fictions it is also important to understand what passes for money nowadays It is also important to understand what passes for money nowadays. Let's say our trusty friend James Martin goes looking for a loan. He fills out an application form with the Swindle Bank Incorporated for $10,000. Interestingly, the form which he is asked to sign says that he has already received the $10,000, although the loan has not yet been approved. The next day, The loan is approved, and James is handed a check, which he is asked to sign and deposit to his account with the bank. We won't follow up on that very interesting procedure at this time, but please remember that he is now provided two signatures for $10,000 in the straw man name, and all he has received is a one and four zeros in the accounts of the Swindle Bank. All goes well for several months until James loses his job and does not manage to get another one. This is financial trouble, which he does not know how to deal with. Time goes by, and James has, has not had sufficient money to make payments against his loan from the Swindle Bank, Inc. He starts getting letters from the bank saying that he must pay the arrears immediately and keep up with the payments in future. This Is not the slightest chance of that happening, as James does not have money, and he does not know what to do. Fortunately, Peter, the next-door neighbor of James, happens to be an independent financial advisor with years of experience, and James has the idea of asking him for help. Peter is willing to help, so he sits down and goes through all of the paperwork. Then, he tells James, "'You must not ignore this situation.' Write back immediately and say that you agree to pay any financial obligation which you might lawfully owe on the condition that they provide 1. Validation of debt, that is, the actual accounting. 2. Verification of their claim against you, that is, a signed invoice. 3. A copy of the contract binding both parties, you and them, in a letter by certified mail, so that there is an independent witness to it having been delivered. Every letter you write should be marked clearly without prejudice, which means that you reserve all your lawful rights and you accept no contract unless it is shown to be lawful by meeting the four essential conditions to a lawful binding contract, namely, 1. Full Disclosure. You were not told that you were actually creating the credit with your wet ink signature. 2. Equal consideration. They brought nothing of value to the table, and so that had nothing to lose. 3. Lawful terms and conditions. Yours were based on fraud. 4. The wet ink signature of both parties. Corporations can't sign because they have no right or mind to contract since they are soulless legal fictions. And furthermore, no third party can sign a contract on their behalf. Peter then tells James that agreeing to pay provided that evidence of a lawful debt can be produced stops him from being taken to court because courts only adjacent, uh, educate, excuse me, uh, between parties who are in dispute, and as James has agreed to pay, there is no dispute, so the court will not accept any application for a hearing. If Swindle Bank were foolish enough to try, James has also James has only to send the court a copy of his letter agreeing to pay, and the case would be thrown out, dismissed immediately, and the bank might well be penalized for wasting the court's time. The bank is now in trouble as it has been running a con game on James and so can't produce the documents for which James has axed. The request by James was reasonable in every respect. However, a loan agreement is a contract, so there has to be full disclosure of all the details, which there wasn't. Both sides have to put up something of equal worth, which didn't happen, and the contract has to be signed in wet ink by both parties which the bank can't do. So the bank has a real problem. The bank will probably send a statement of what it wants James to believe is the outstanding amount.